worry too much about it. Like, I know the listeners aren't, like, the analytics is not great if we miss an episode, but, like, the whole point of this is just to catch up and... Oh my goodness. Fine. Don't, don't, hurt, like, don't think too much about it. I don't want you to have, like, a bad trip because you're, like, annoyed. Oh. <laughs> don't about it. Plus, it's never a waste of time to have coffee and chat with you. So. Beautiful. That's awesome. I love that. Aw. I'm drinking sparkling water too. This is my favorite all-time sparkly water, I think, in the world. That's all saying a lot. No. A lot of sparkly water. Um, it is the Trader Joe's cranberry clementine one. Um, it tastes like there's something not just like a essence in it. You know what I mean? It's good. I don't know what it is. Hey, you're back. Welcome to Candidly 30. No, we're not 30, but we're in our 30s, working through life. Every week, we're going to go over our favorites, our gratitudes, our grievances, and all the crazy in between. Grab your favorite drink, get comfortable, because we're getting candid. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Candidly 30. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't even see it go. I was like, what is she doing? Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm Kay Flair, and welcome to Candidly 30. Woo! Oh my gosh, it's been a couple of weeks, I feel like. We didn't do anything last week. Sorry about it. Well, sorry, not sorry, because like I said, we don't apologize. We get these done in our own schedule, but we were traveling last week, and it was kind of a crazy, crazy show. Mm-hmm. So here we are. We're back at it. We have an exciting show for everybody today. I'm so excited. I think this is going to be really, really funny. Absolutely. But You want to introduce our guest? Our special guest? Yeah, let's get into it. We have my sister Denali back. Welcome, Woo! welcome. Yay. Hey, guys. Woo! Oh, my gosh. So, so excited to have you. Second feature. She's she's a pro now at this yeah. point. Yeah. I know. I love it. <laughs> Tell us, Denali, how is your week going? Tell us about your life. Give us a quick update if you don't mind. Um, everything's going good. I had Sadie last week and we had lots of fun. Went to Roller Town on Thursday like we Ooh. do. She's learning how to cross over on her blades. She's killing it. She's doing really okay. good. I can't yeah. even do that. That's wow. good. Nice. Did I see that you also got another little pet friend that is a jumper? <laughs> have like and... 5,000 animals now. It's <laughs> It's Sadie's Zoo at my house. We've now got, yeah, we now have George the Frog. So, mm-hmm. Frog now, nice. yeah, we added that to the collection. So, yeah, yep, he's um, he's in there. <laughs> I think we should make Sadie like a little sign that's nice. like Sadie's Menagerie or something. Seriously, so she can, like on her wall or something. Anyway, <laughs> blah blah blah. Kate was like, obviously we haven't recorded in a week or something. <laughs> No, but really, Cape Flair's not feeling good. So, Cape, give us an update. What's going on? Yeah, last week I was traveling. I was in Colorado visiting friends and family. We just got in yesterday, and which would be sat Sunday night. And for anybody that lives in the Pacific Northwest, like fire season is going fire. off on there is, fire. Yeah, lots of smoke, and it looks like the apocalypse outside. We're not freaking out, but I did come back with a wicked, I feel like I have strep throat. I like, um, did one of those at home COVID tests and it said negative, but Mm -hmm. if I, if my fever doesn't come down tomorrow morning, I might have to go into the doctor and like get 
um, stronger meds, I guess. I don't know. Have Uh, you, I mean, can you like swallow right now? That's what I remember from having strep is like, it feels like you're going to die every time you swallow. Yeah. My, my throat is really rough right now. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. if you can hear it in my voice, um, but I can swallow, but I can't keep anything down either. Like I'm having a lot of, um, like I had some broth this morning and then I had, what did I have? Like a couple of crackers and none of it is like staying down, unfortunately. So I'm like mm-hmm. super hungry. Super, my head feels really big. Uh, my throat hurts. I'm have a really wicked fever and the shakes. So I'm just not feeling top notch today. But I'm going to try and bring it and be as vivacious as I can. Bring it. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly, tell us your updates. What have you been up to? Um, Just hiking and hiking, hiking. I went to the Wallawas last weekend for Lindsay's birthday. It's like a birthday backpack. We kind of talked about that, I think, on the last episode. Um, So we that was my first time, or all of our first time, actually, to the Wallawas, which was really cool. It's just like a mountain range in eastern Oregon. And then um, last weekend, I had a permit for here to go on, like, a local backpacking trip. But it's been so smoky. Like he said, the last, like, week, it's been nasty around here. So I only ended up going out for, like, one of the days. Um, But then I was, like, going to camp. And then the smoke started rolling in, like, pretty thick. I think that's when the Washington fires started happening. And so I hiked, like, 17 miles in one day because I decided just to hike straight out and come home and sleep in my own bed. So... That was the best case scenario. But yeah, it's literally the apocalypse here. Everyone, I mean, like the world is ending. California is flooding. And then they had that crazy earthquake and then we're on fire. Like, I don't know. It just seems so weird. Like Maui was on fire. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy up in this business, but right. Hey, we're still trucking. We're still feeling it. (laughs) Still here. No big deal. (laughs) Oh, Um, should we give the listener just like a little heads up on what our topic is going to be today? Yeah. Denali, do you want to introduce it? It was your, your kind of like inspiration for the episode. (laughs) So we're going to, we're going to do the, am I the asshole thread? So I don't know if you guys heard, but that thread from Reddit. So there's a scenario that's put in place where somebody had to put in like a boundary or had to make like a decision where they may have pissed somebody off. So they're, they were reaching out to like, you know, satiate that. Am I the asshole or am I not? So they're not feeling so shitty about it. So um, <laughs> we picked some that we thought were, you know, pretty good ones. And we're going to talk about them today. I have honestly been looking forward because we've been talking about doing this for a little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm just really excited for us to like jump in and get to go because this is one of those topics that I think will be hilarious and universal right everybody has an asshole in them in themselves and probably in their group so but I also think it's interesting just based on personality like what people actually would do in situations and stuff and how they would react is super interesting sorry Denali I cut you off no you're good I just think it's funny that we already kind of did one together in a text (laughs) message and we did have differences in opinions and it was perfect so yeah I love that we practiced I love it yeah (laughs) okay does anyone want to kick it off anyone want to go first Danelle you kick us off with your first one Okay, so my first one's just a, it's a little it's a little bit long, so bear with me, but I I even cut it down like so it wouldn't be so long. So I was like, okay. <laughs> then calm down with all your words. So, um it's called the justified bride. So I brought this one up because as you know, my sister's getting married soon. Woo! So 
It says, so I'm getting married to my fiance in a little under three weeks. Everything has been going amazing and the plan with the planning, and I'm ecstatic for the day. My best friend, Cassie, whom I've been friends with since we were 10 years old, is my maid of honor. She is truly one of the sweetest people I've ever met and has stuck with me through everything. She's been the biggest help in planning this whole ordeal, and I wouldn't trade her for the world. However, I've never been the biggest fan of her girlfriend, Sophie. I always show her respect and try to include her in things, but she can come off as rude and disrespectful. Cassie's own words. But they always seem to be very happy together, so I hope she warms up to me a little in time. They've only been together for a little over a year and a half. Several days ago, Sophie approached me asking me if I'd be okay if she proposed during my reception. She claimed it would be a great way for Cassie and I to bond more, having our weddings linked and all of that. I love Cassie to death, but I'd never allow for that for anyone. I shut the idea down immediately and Sophie got all pissy with me and left. She said something along the lines of, I don't need your permission anyway, and walked out the door. This made me fearful that she'd attempt it anyway, so I went to Cassie. Needless to say, Cassie was mad. I never really see her get angry, but she was livid. She apologized profusely and said she couldn't believe Sophie would ever think of doing something like that. And that was the end of our conversation. However, two days ago, I got another call from Sophie berating me for spoiling her plan to propose and was informed that Cassie would be attending the wedding by herself and is currently not speaking to her. I called Cassie, she was a mess, said she was staying with her parents right now, and disinvited Sophie as her plus one because she was scared Sophie would have proposed anyway, given the chance, and she didn't want to ruin my wedding. I told her to come stay with me for a while instead, and she showed up several hours later still a complete mess. I feel awful for ruining her proposal and potentially ruining her relationship. Cassie has been picking herself up in front of me and continuing to be great with the last minute to do's, but I've caught her crying while I'm, while I'm not around. I love her and I don't want her to resent me for this. So I need to know, am I the asshole? And is there anything I can do to fix this? Oh man. Wow. What a trooper Cassie is though. Like, oh my God. First of all, super dramatic situation. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But also, okay. Kate and I were talking about this. So I went on a bachelorette party. Sorry, kind of unrelated, but I went on a bachelorette party and one of the girls wore white and I was like, what is wrong with you? I was like, why are you wearing white? Like, I I was like, is that like, am I being a crazy person right now? So it's like people like, (laughs) Don't like no boundaries with weddings. And I think that's really unfortunate. Like I would never even dream of not even a proposal, like not even, I don't know, like nothing relationship oriented on someone else's day. Like, I feel like that's just a huge thing that I would never even like come close to doing. And so I feel Mm -hmm. like she did the right thing, but also I can see how she's hurt, but also doesn't she want her best friend to be with someone who's like loving and nice and all that stuff too. And she doesn't want to see her hurt, of course, but also she wants her, them to be with someone who like actually cares about their thoughts and well-being, and I don't know, and their friends too, you know? Yeah. I would like to think that Sophie would have approached the no from the bride a little bit with a little bit more maturity You know, like, she's asking to siphon off, even if it's, like, two minutes. Like, weddings are expensive. So for somebody to ask that I, you pay for the environment and I'm going to come in and offer or, Mm -hmm. like, make the minute about myself just seems a little 
dense, honestly, like, and then the way that the react, like the reaction to the no is what I'm a little bit more concerned about. Um, just from like not being empathetic with the bride and then making your soon to be fiance that you hope, right. Like making them feel awful for setting a boundary that like you're uncomfortable with, like as a partner, I would like to think that somebody is approaching it from a more mature perspective and like the reaction to the no is more of a red flag than her actually asking the question. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Denali? Oh, absolutely. So, and then my therapist head comes on. So I'm like, the narc traits are out <laughs> of this world. Totally. I mean, I love how she says this. The reason why I'm doing this is because it will bring you and your best friend closer. And it's like, no, you're wanting this to be about you proposing in that moment. Mm-hmm. This is about you and her and you having this opportunity because a lot of people are going to be there and it's going to be something you're not actually going to have to plan on your own and make right. it like a big thing with her family and totally. her friends. Like, it's the cheap way out, not monetarily, but you know what I mean? Like it's, you're using somebody else's dime. You're using somebody else's like light, you know, to do this for you. And yeah, she got in- mad when this person said no. So it's like, this is again, this is about you. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, I totally. And then I think if I put myself in this situation, like, this is my day. Like, this is my special day. This is, and I will make sure my best friend, like I'm going to support her and for be there for her day and all that stuff, but it's still separate. We're not twins. And even if I had a twin, I don't think I'd be cool with it. You know what I mean? Like, this is my day, my situation and all of this. And it's like, that that's you need to figure that out for her that needs to be on your own time. And then I'm like red flag city. Okay. So like, (laughs) Jesus, like you've, you've shown me as her best friend so many red flags right now and you know we're sisters so I'm going to be talking shit like yeah, hey right. your girl has got some serious problems that you guys need to work out so I'm not talking shit but you know what I mean like I'm yeah. going to be saying something <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> I hear you so let's say Sophie is the asshole Cassie is the angel for like putting <laughs> herself in that position to put the boundary first and like re-clarify and then withdraw the invite because they're afraid Sophie's not going to respect that boundary. Like that's a little bit, that's a red flag for sure. And I was wondering if she was asking about, am I the asshole? Because she like, so maybe Cassie never knew that she was going to be proposed to. And now like she ruined that. Like, okay, well now she knows that I have this idea to propose and you, you like screwed that up. And it's like, Like so I'm wondering if she's wondering, like, should I have brought that to Cassie in a different way? And that's a possibility. I don't know, you know, like, Hey, I, have you guys talked about marriage? Cause she had hinted that like, that might've been, I don't know, but I guess that's still doing it, but still, I don't know how you would have went around that without. I know. mean, if Sophie had maturely said, okay, yeah, I understand. I'm not going to do that. Fine. Then maybe she wouldn't have had to go to Cassie. So again, like Sophie is putting this bride in an awkward position by reacting poorly. Um, so like, I still think that I don't want to call the bride an asshole. I can understand that there is some hesitation for like ruining or spoiling the surprise of the engagement. But if, I don't know if it was my wedding and that were happening, I I think I would have reacted or at least I would have tried to communicate with Sophie that like, that's not okay. And if that had failed, I definitely would have gone to my friend because you know, that's the person I have a relationship with. Sorry to spoil your surprise, but I have genuine concerns about this. 
So also who would have said that Cassie would have said yes, you know, right. Totally. Yeah. Cassie. Yeah. She could have, she could have been like, I mean, I know that she explained that she was like upset and has seen her crying and everything, but she could have dodged a bullet. Yeah. She shouldn't think she's an asshole because, um, (laughs) I don't know. She could have saved her friend from like a really bad relationship in the end, you know? Or how embarrassing she, like Sophie proposes and Cassie says no at your wedding like that's, that's a whole other layer. Like a, yeah. A vibe kill, too. Oh my God. Like, can you imagine? That's... And then everybody leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Cringe status. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that would be that wild. Re- that reminds me of the Office episode when Michael Scott proposes to his girlfriend after, like, three weeks of dating at the Diwali ep- uh, thing. Like, oh, cringe. Just walk away. <laughs> that, that whole show is cringe. Let's be real. Oh, God. Like, I love right. it. <laughs> All right, Kelly, you pick one. All right. I'm going to do this one. Am I the asshole for being embarrassed with my cheapskate boyfriend? <laughs> I'm so glad you said this. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. I still don't have a boyfriend, so don't worry. This is not a, this is not my story. Okay, so we've been dating for about four months, and mostly it's been good. He's cute, smart, and very successful. The only downside is that he's almost addicted to buying things that are on sale or have coupons, despite being a, the VP at his company. I'm not talking about sometimes or even most of the time. I would be all right with that. He never buys anything at full price ever he plans his cooking around what's on sale that week at the grocery store all of his clothes were bought on sale or clearance even his socks and boxers last week we were at my friend's house for dinner and she commented on his shirt he proudly said that he got it on clearance last year for twenty dollars i was mortified lastly we don't go to any restaurant unless he finds a coupon or they're running some kind of special Things came to a head last night when we went out to dinner. He had a digital coupon for a buy one, get one free. For some reason, the restaurant's computer didn't recognize the deal and the poor cashier couldn't make it work. We were holding up the crowded line because he refused to pay for both dinners. Oh my God. Finally, the cashier called the manager, but he was too busy somewhere else in the restaurant. While we waited, the people behind us were getting annoyed. I was embarrassed and I left him standing in line by himself and I went and sat in the car. We argued the entire drive home. We were supposed to go to the movies because he got free tickets, but I wasn't in the mood, so he dropped me off. We haven't texted today at all. When I talked to my friends at brunch today, they didn't see a problem with it, and I found it frustrating that they didn't understand how embarrassing it is. Am I the asshole, or is this super normal? (laughs) Denali, let's hear your thoughts. I think think she's – I'm not saying she's an asshole. I think – her staying in this relationship, if she's ex- that embarrassed and that uncomfortable, this should be done. Like, yeah. let him find his cheapskate partner that they can be cheap together and live happily ever after cutting coupons. Like, that's his forever. Like, if you're not that person and you're and he can't compromise somewhere with, you know, if it's it sounds like it's constant. So if it's constant, they don't belong to like this is this is not a comfortable situation. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. not. Why would you waste your time? And where is he putting so all the money he, that he gets from being a VP if he's cutting corners at every chance he gets? It's so interesting. Yeah, I would probably want to dig a little bit deeper into like why he feels the need to use a coupon because like there are legitimate reasons if he has like crazy student loans or credit card debt or like but he still wants to take his lady out to a nice dinner. Like, I think that is understandable. Um, So I feel like someone who has debt or like someone who is like that would never have debt. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that he is. I mean, people have debt 
all the time. Well, I, yeah, my dad was like that. My dad was the cheapest person. I mean, RIP, but like he was the cheapest person I have ever met to this day <laughs> in my life. And I had no idea when he died, he was worth $11 million. I thought he was poor. I had no, I had no clue yeah. because he did that. He wow. was the cheapest. I mean, he was just penny pinching anywhere he possibly could. He drove like a ratchet car, like all this <laughs> stuff. I had no idea. And then when he passed away, I was like, what? Wow. Are you kidding me? Well, I mean, it could just be that he just grew up super frugal and that's how he was raised. And that's how a lot of people that, you know, my that's how my dad was raised. So it's like, if you're going to hold on to money or whatever, you got to save, 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 save. And that's, that might've been how he was raised. But again, if you don't have a partner that's cool with that, then yeah, no absolutely. I do like yeah. your point though. If she's this embarrassed and mortified and she doesn't feel super comfortable, like it's probably not the person that she wants to invest in the rest of her life. Right. Like that's probably a good telltale sign. I mean, but... yeah, I think she should look inward too. Just like, why is she embarrassed by it? Like totally. what is caused? Like if she, he doesn't in front of their friends, maybe I could see like it being a little embarrassing, but like, if it's just random strangers, like who cares, you know? Totally. Like, I think she needs to like, think a little bit of like, why is this affecting her so much? Um, unless she was just like raised with money and money's not a big deal. Like, I don't know. Well, yeah, that might be the, like the negative attention that's associated with it. So obviously it's bringing negative attention, the standing in line, having to wait, people are getting irritated behind. It's bringing that negative energy and negative attention. She might've been raised with maybe a mom or someone. I'm like, here we go back into the childhood stuff. But she might've been raised with a mom. That was the one that pulled you back in the store and like did the refunds, brought the attention. And she was like, mom, stop. This is embarrassing. You know, like, can we just go? And then, you know, mom is sending the food back. No problem. Mom's saying, why is this in my food? I want it, you know, and she's having to be like, and it's constant. It's all the time. So she's used to that secondhand embarrassment. And now with this partner, he's doing this. So it might be triggering something that she experienced from, from earlier on, you know? She needs some MDMR or whatever it's called. EMDR? EMDR. <laughs> yes. What's the verdict then? Are we saying she's the asshole or are we saying like, I would say she's being the asshole. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No. I don't know. I don't, I can't say she's being an asshole. I think, cause I don't think if she would have made a big deal and like yelled at him or something in the restaurant and like, was like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. But she just went and sat in the car. Like, I think if, I think the only, like I said, the only way she's being, I would say she's an asshole is if she really feels this strongly about it and she doesn't like just end it and just keep it going. Cause I'm a big, like, don't stretch things out if this isn't going to be a thing. And like, I feel like that's, that's where she would be if, she, if like, why come, and that's another thing. I don't like when people complain about like their partner and then they just stay. Like if you have that big problem and you're sitting here complaining about it, then either fix it or leave you know what I mean like don't do that yeah yeah I hear you I don't know I'd like to think that she is not the asshole for speaking her truth but she is the asshole for making him feel bad because that's his truth you know what I mean yeah no yeah I see that so I'm 50 50 I don't know Mm -hmm. um is it my turn to pick one okay I tried to pick one that was like a little shorter um but it's a little bit more about money. So am I the asshole for saying we shouldn't split bills 50-50 anymore? 
me, 23 female, and my partner, 27 male, have been living together for a year and a half, dating for four. We met in college and started dating after. We initially agreed that we that when we moved in together, we would split things 50-50. Recently, I got a new job and started making 40K up from 30K last year. He also got a job in a few months before me, and his salary is currently at 75K. I paid for my own college in full through scholarships and working, and he had to take out loans. He has over 100K in student loans. He thinks since he... He thinks since a lot of his payments go towards loan, 50-50 is still reasonable to split costs. I brought up that maybe since our income gap is so much is so large and on track to get larger, we should split based on income. He got very upset when I said this and accused me of using him for money. Am I the asshole for suggesting this or does it sound or does that sound reasonable? And should I think of better ways to bring this up? Hmm. I feel like money's hard. I feel like money is like one of the main things in a relationship yeah. that you need to be on the same page about. And it doesn't sound like they're on the same page. Again, they need to like reevaluate. Um, I don't know. Because like she said, I mean, honestly, my first thought was like, how is she surviving on 40K? Like, right. woof, that's intense. Like, <laughs> um, But other than that, I feel like it's hard. It, I think it comes down to like what all their bills are. I think it's like kind of situational because depending on how much money he's actually taking home from that 75 K could make a difference in like how much, I I don't know, just because like, I know I make like literally, I bring home like half of what I actually make. And so like, yeah, it sounds like I make a decent amount of money, but what I actually take home is like nothing. So it's, it's hard. It's frustrating to like, think that you're always the person that's spending more money for sure but I feel like again it's like on their relationship if they want to like communicate about it fairly and evenly and openly but like Kate you may have more like experience because your parents split everything 50 50 ish right or they just have their own accounts and everything yeah they I think when they first got married they combined and then honestly my dad like started his own business so when that happened it made a lot of sense for them to divest and I think they just always kept it that way for this particular scenario the red flag for me is that he gets I maybe like the way that she brought it up wasn't the best way but like for him to get a little upset about it is a bit of a red flag because when you are that invested and you're living with somebody you've been dating for four years, like money is going to come up. And if you approach it in a mature way and you're listening to one another and you come to an agreement, like that is probably the best case scenario, but that hardly happens. Like it's really tough to bring up money. Um, I'll just give you a little, for instance, but like I lost my job back in February or early March and we still split everything 50, 50. I'm fortunate enough to have savings and I'm fortunate enough to like live in an area that, I mean, honestly, Bellevue is kind of like super expensive. So there might be a conversation in the future where, because I'm not working or my savings is getting a little low, like I may ask my partner to kind of pick up the slack, but that wouldn't be forever. I am a huge advocate for owning your own money. Even if you are married, like I know there are studies that say people who are married and they combine their finances tend to do better in the long term. but considering the divorce rates right now and the immaturity that people have around finance and like the like people just don't talk really well about it. I'm a huge proponent of 50-50, make sure you have your own 401k, you have your own savings, you have your own retirement figured out. And then maybe later on when you're closer to retirement age, uh, you can kind of talk about, okay, what does life look like when we don't have an income? 
Um, but you know, I think for this particular scenario, be upfront and honest. And if he says no, like let's keep it 50, 50 to respect that. Right. And really invest in your own growth and figure out like, get better at investing, get better about um, your portfolio and, and put yourself in a really good position so that you don't have to rely so much on, on a partner. And I would also say like put boundaries in place. You know, if you are living in a place that is super expensive because your partner wants to live there, like that's a little unfair of them to ask 50, 50. Um, so like stuff like that, I think you need to be really transparent about what you're willing to spend, what your savings look like, make sure that you put yourself in a good position and then bring it up to your partner. Like, Hey, I feel a little uncomfortable spending 50, 50. If we're going to, you know, this is stretching my budget a little bit, or, um, you know, let's find somewhere cheaper. If we're trying to save, I think all of that is absolutely okay. And you need to find a partner that's okay with you setting those boundaries. If they're going to flip out and not have the conversation with you, that's a huge red flag. Um, because you need to have a partner that's willing to accept your boundaries, work within what you're comfortable um, and just honestly look out for your best well-being because, you know, you being successful with your own finances in the long term is going to help them out eventually. You know, I think like that's a little bit more of a red flag, the reaction. And I don't know how she brought up this. So maybe there's a better way of doing that. But for me, it's the uh, if you can have an honest conversation and be mature about it, then you're OK. Like set your own boundaries, make sure you put yourself in a good position. But if you have a partner that's not willing to work with you or even listen to you, like that's really bad red flag, no matter how long you've been with them. What do you think? Today? <clears throat> I am. So I, I think the beginning part of it where she said we we agreed on 50 50 and now all of a sudden she's wanting to change it like just because he got a raise and now he's where he's at like for me I feel like in my own situation like I I'm 50 50 like I don't I work hard and I like it and I it helps me to keep pushing to work harder to better myself and my and my partner is extra like cool that's awesome but like I'm always going to be like if something happens I'm gonna be able to pay my bills and you can deuce out like I'm good so like if what right. he brings to the table is that's extra cool awesome and if we agree 50 50 perfect I like that that's great I'm not going to reevaluate later and be like okay well you got a raise so now you need to add more money into the situation that just means for me, like, okay, now it's my time to like work harder and get my raise. You know, that's, that's kind of, I guess my mindset for it. Um, yeah, I understand like, like what you were saying, if the partner is picking like, okay, well I want, you know, the new BMW and we're going to have these crazy car payments now. Well then guess what? You need to then pick it up and, you know, put that part of it in. Totally. It makes complete sense. Vacations. If, if I was planning on just doing something within my budget and you're wanting to go to Italy, well, I need you then to, to pick up that slack. You know what I mean? Like that makes sense. But in general, if you guys agreed 50, 50, then I think like, I can understand where he would be like, well, I thought this was our, you know, agreement now, you know, so I don't know how that was brought to him. And, and I, I'm just thinking of myself, like, what if I was the one that made more? And then he comes to me and he's like, so you make more now, like, 50, you know, like, can you, and I'm going to be like, no, go like, go do your mm -hmm. business to like, figure your stuff out. So you can be on my level. 
I'd be on my level. Yeah. So that's not to say if he gets sick or something happens and he's off work or like you take it a break or whatever because of, you know, stuff happens. Sure, he's my partner. I'm going to be there. But my expectation is still going to be that when things get back on track, like you're going to be pulling your weight too. Because then that's from my own personal trauma. Like I have been the one that's pulled, like picked up the slack. And now I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, yeah, no, we're going to be 50-50. It's, that's the way it's going to be. So, yeah. Honestly, I would give a lot of things just to like have a partner split things 50-50 with because honestly, being a single person and paying for life is like the worst. It's a lot. So um, I would be thankful for 50-50 at this point, but I get where she's coming from. Like I can see how it feels unfair, but also, um, yeah, they need to have those like big time relationship conversations of like, do they want to combine in the future, like their finances and everything, and then go from there? And if they do want to combine them, then it shouldn't matter how much money they actually make, you know. But if they want to keep them separate, then she needs to respect his wishes. And yeah, I don't know. Money's weird. Money gets no. real weird. Okay, Danelli, you're next. Pick a. Let's pick a topic. So my next one is... Am I the asshole for not following the speed limit and causing a car accident? You're going to love this because remember, you guys talk about driving all the time. So I thought this was funny. <laughs> so I was driving through back roads from my sister's house the other day and the speed limit was 40. And I was going about 35, 40, just under. It was simply a two lane road, both lanes going opposite directions. This car behind me starts tailgating me and honking, clearly pissed. They then go into the opposing lane to overtake me, but there was a car coming and it resulted in a head-on collision. Thankfully, oh. thankfully, no one died, but the guy who was tailgating me as he was being taken into the ambulance was screaming bloody murder at me, calling me an asshole and that it was all my fault and I should follow the speed limit. Oh, no, wow. no, 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 no. I don't like that at all. Yikes. Man, car stuff is crazy, too, because I feel like in accidents, people always think it's the other person's fault. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? And so it's really weird. But, I mean, if she was going under the speed limit, there's no way he could possibly say that it was her fault or whoever's fault. Like, you know what I mean? There's I could understand when... I mean, there's no proof, I guess. Yeah. I guess it's just, like, her word versus his, which was what makes it really weird. I can understand, like, if you have... Uh, if you're trying to like pass somebody on a back road, um, if they're going slow or if you want to go faster than them, fine, but they're not the asshole, right? Like I'm the one, if I put myself in this scenario and I'm passing that slow person, I am choosing to go above the speed limit to pass that person. Like it's kind of on me to make sure that I don't get into a car wreck. So like, no, absolutely. I don't like that at all. This person is not. Yeah. If you're in the other lane, there's no way you can blame the other person. Like you're not in your designated lane. Like that's crazy. Also, it's hard because like, you know, when people, okay, just like from being in Yosemite and people driving like assholes, like people will pass every single turnout. And so you get to a point where you're just like, I have to drive around them, even if there's no, not like, um, like what do you know, like notched lines, even when it's like solid, you're just like, I'm passing them because I have to, or I'm going to like lose my mind. So like, I've been there. I know what that feeling is like, but also like I would take full responsibility right. for if something happened in that scenario, you know what I mean? So like, I can't, I can't, no, 
That's silly. Yeah, no, this person's definitely not the asshole because, yeah. And oh my God, a head on collision? How scary. Oh my gosh. What do you think, Denali? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, like, he sounds impatient. He obviously, I think he had a little bit of road rage. Like, yeah, you, I mean, I, speaking from someone who speeds and I can't stand slow drivers and I'll be the first one to admit it. I have ADHD. I need to get to where I'm going. Like, I have, I don't know. I just, I don't drive slow ever. I can't, and I'm that person. I admit it. I've. I try not to tailgate the best that I can, but like when I commuted the hour commute, like, Oh, it drove me nuts. Like I'm the one I'm trying. I just want to get from a to B as soon as possible. But if I am, if it's a, just a two lane road and I'm not like, you would see a car coming. Like if you're not, you learn how to pass, like what? Right. And then you're going to like blame <laughs> yeah. it on the person in front of you because they're going five miles under the speed. Li- now, if they're going like 20 miles an hour on like a 55, I'm going to be like, are oh, they okay? God. Are they having a yeah. stroke? Like what's happening? You know, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, that's totally in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. He, no, he is the asshole. Like you no. You don't put, you, you put everybody in danger. The person in the other lane, like obviously, you know, the person in front of you too. And, and no, like you gotta have a little bit of patience. I mean, come on. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that for him to be like shouting as he's being carted away into the ambulance. Like that just screams white trash to me. Like it does. No, it totally does. You could be bleeding internally and you're so concerned about screaming obscenities about the slow person like no I don't I don't like that at all class it up guy come on (laughs) but do I sometimes give that look when I'm passing that super slow person like oh my god side eye all day long I love it (laughs) absolutely even like here in town when there's like two lanes you know and you come up to a stoplight I just look at them like are you freaking real right now like uh, one of but, my biggest no. pet peeves when it comes to passing people or like even people just making turns like left-hand turns they there's a stoplight over here which is really close to my house um and it's two double yellow lines and people are making left turns into a parking lot i'm like biatch that is not a legal turn you are not allowed to do that and it just causes so much congestion because people are like am I, I'm waiting to go left, but there's a lot of traffic coming like onward on the opposite side. So it's just a nightmare. Double lines don't pass them. But if you have somebody that's going super low and it's a two lane highway in the middle of nowhere and it's safe to pass, pass. Mine is just right. people- safe is like the key word. Totally. <laughs> Mine is just people pulling into like parking lots or like going to turn and they like like go over to the side and pull in like why are you in the middle of the road to stop in the middle of the road to turn like oh my god that is mine too (laughs) i know i literally want to murder people no joke (laughs) why do you also have to go down to zero miles per hour to turn like have you never turned before like i don't i can't i absolutely legitimately our other sister she is such a grandma turner she like goes to five miles an hour and then will make it like the slowest grandma turn no she kills me but she's also a sweet human being and i love her but She's probably never gone in an accident, to be honest. So that's has she? I don't think she has. I don't think so. Oh, I mean, I think only the one in Guerneville that you guys all got. Oh yeah, but she wasn't driving. She wasn't driving. Yeah, but no, I. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Maybe there's something to that because she drives. Even that time he got sideswiped on the freeway, Jeffrey was driving. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god. Yeah, we have bad accidents, my family. We should move on. Let's go to the next topic. (laughs) Wait, I feel like we have a hangover. Do we want to do one more? Am I the asshole? And then we have a hangover topic that we need to talk with Denali about. Let's do one more and then we can move forward. We'll make it a quick one. But Kelly, you pick it. Okay. No um let's see <laughs> should we do let's do this dog one I feel like dogs are kind of controversial because people are either dog people or not so okay this is am I the asshole for telling a friend that their service dog can't stay at the by itself at the VRBO a group of friends and I rented a VRBO there are 14 of us the trip was a few weeks out we're all splitting the cost of the VRBO but it's going on my card So the deposit and incidentals will go on my card as well. We are not staying in a pet-friendly rental, but one guest has a service dog, which can't be denied. I don't know this person well, but from what I know, it's legit. The house is absolutely perfect and exactly what we need. I have no issues with the service dog, but dot, dot, dot. We are going to do a few activities that the dog would not be able to come or participate in and go bar hopping whenever there will be where there will be likely loud music. She wants to leave her dog at the house for these. I've maintained absolutely not. She needs to have the dog with her at all times, and I don't want to be responsible for the owner of the house charging us incidentals for leaving the dog. Besides, I don't think we can leave the dog since it's a non-pet-friendly house. This has led to arguments about how she's going to be excluded from all the planned events or we need to change our plans to accommodate the service dog. So this has led to a lot of infighting, but I'm receiving the brunt of everything. I've even been called names from being ableist and that I'm an asshole. I really don't think the service dog should be at the house by on its own. Am I the asshole? I don't like that when like legitimate reasons, but people come in with like ableists. I, I don't think that's fair. I don't know, but I don't know enough about it. No, if no, I my opinion on this is that um, if she needs, if if the dog is so important that she has to have it on this trip, then she would have to have it when she's going to like bars or like places where because usually exactly. a service dog is for anxiety for the most, unless she's got like seizures or whatever. But like typically, it's an anxiety support dog. Typically. So like if that's the issue and she's she's fine going out to the clubs and she's fine doing all this stuff, then why does she have to have the is it, you know, all together? If she's got issues with sleeping, then maybe find some other like, you know, alternatives to help with that. But like, no, I don't think she's the asshole at all because she's going to be responsible if this dog does anything. And this girl is saying she doesn't need the dog when they go out and do fun things. So that to me doesn't make any sense. So I can understand where she would be hesitant. Like, okay. Cause that would be my first thought. Like you have to have this dog, but you're cool with leaving it at the house. So then why aren't you cool with just leaving it at home? Like, I don't understand the issue. here. Is it because you can't right. find a sitter for your dog? Like what's, what's the issue? You know, that's what I was going to say too. I think also just like service animals and uh, all that whole like category, there's like multiple categories I know, but Um, I feel like it's just gotten like abused a lot just for people being able to like fly with their dogs and like bring them into non-pet friendly places. And so I think it's kind of just, uh, yeah, it goes back to like, does she actually need the dog? Because, and also it's hard to like question it because if she does really need the dog, then it's like, well, how are we even like supposed to know that? Because, you know, the rules around them are so interesting and they always change and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like it's like a weird, another one of those like, whoa, 
things where you're like not really supposed to talk about, you know, just like um, you're not supposed to ask questions. And so like, I think that she's very brave for like being like, what the heck? No, like this is dumb. And also when there's 14 people in a house, like there doesn't need to be an additional dog as well. Like that just seems like that's a lot. And I don't know. I think that like I love dogs and I would be so happy that there would be a dog there, but also I, well, first of all, I would never want to put my card down for right. a 14-person house because you don't know what the hell is going to happen <laughs> at that house, no matter what. But um, I would totally be the person that would be an asshole and just be like, don't touch that. Don't do that. Don't move that. Don't, like, whatever, if I was the person putting my card down regardless as if there was a dog there. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm with Denali, and I think that if she actually needed the dog, she had to have the dog with her, then the dog should have to go to all the events as I think, well. I um, so. maybe ask her if she doesn't mind putting her card down for the incidentals because, um, be, like, you are telling me that you're going to bring your dog even though I've explicitly said I'm not comfortable with it. Like, then the other person should put down their card and say, don't worry about it. Like, I understand if you're okay with the dog being there and I just leave him. Like, I'll put my card down for the incidentals because that would be the polite thing to do. Um. But because this individual mm-hmm. is like, I'm concerned about the dog being alone and it's my credit, my card. If, you know, God forbid something does happen, um, I'm on the hook for it. Like, that's a boundary that you should be able to set and people should respect that. Um, and if they don't, then maybe don't include them on the next trip. There's a lot of boundary setting. We're like learning so much about I boundaries love it. today, guys. We need to talk more about <laughs> it. Yeah. But and that makes a good point. Like, I can't believe they were going like the friend, the other people were going off on her about it. Like, if they, I mean, if they have an issue with it, right. then they can put their card down. Like, why is she the one that's responsible for this? And then getting crap because she's being responsible. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, what? I do think yeah. that like people are very quick with the woke terms, right? Like, not to say that I'm not a woke person. Like, I very much am. I'm very much a feminist. Like, I'll have to put a lot of caveat on that. But people are so quick with it, and I'm like, let's let's dial back the temperature a little bit and try to like understand what they're like. I don't know. I just, I feel like it's really easy to throw somebody under the bus, especially if you're dealing with a group of 14 girls, you know, but just imagine like if it's already getting crazy like that, just imagine when like splitting groceries and the bills for food and the alcohol bills, like that's going to be a hot mess. So they're going to have another thing coming if they can't figure this out, like just as it is life lesson is to not go on a trip with 14 girls. Like that's a really aggressive amount of people. (laughs) I mean, it sounds so fun, but when you actually like come, it comes down to it. Like thank God for split wise, because that is just like a lifesaver that app. But um, yeah, before is just so ghetto. There's always someone who paid way more money because they're like generous or like it was awkward and no one put their card down or whatever. You know what I mean? So Yeah they're gonna have a bad time i'm going to vegas this weekend and the hotel we're all doing so there's like how many of us are going i think there's like six or seven or something maybe yeah around six or seven but we are all we got like two rooms or something with like double beds and stuff and like we're gonna we're splitting the cost of the room which is great but then all the rest of it all the rest of the stuff we're doing our dinners drinks we go to the club it's all on like your own. Like you go, you pay yeah. your own. Like we're not going to be splitting anything else. Like we're not going to do a big, like you're going to pay for your own meal when, when you like eat or whatever. So it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, 
So, and I don't know, I think the room's going under, because it's my best friend's birthday, so I think it's going under her name, but, like, we're not bringing mm-hmm. dogs. <laughs> Wait, are you going to see Kelly Clarkson? Yeah, life lesson. I would love to see Kelly Clarkson. No, we're, it's just her birthday. We're going to go. Um, I don't remember exactly. She's got a bunch of little things that she's planning on, on doing. I spent most of my 20s in Vegas because my mom lived there mm-hmm. for a long time. So, like, there's little things that I'm going to try to get her to go see. Um, and I know she wants to see the um, – it's called the um, the Neon Museum. It's got all, like, yeah. the old lights yeah. and stuff, the old billboards and signs and stuff all in a museum there. Like, that's going to – I'm really looking forward to that because I actually haven't been to that and I've been wanting to go yeah, see Yeah, I heard that, it's really cool. A lot of different mm-hmm. little things. There's supposed to be, like, a 90s restaurant she wants to go to and she wants to dress up 90s. I'm super stoked on that. Yeah. Wait, like, just, is it, like, music or TV or all of it, any of it? I guess it's, yeah, it's, like, just 90s. It's all 90s themed, 90s, like, food, I guess. There's just, um, she just said it's all, like, super retro 90s themed. So I'm going to, like, go Clueless style. Yeah. Oh my god, Instagram is going to be popping off. Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> weekend, I, know. That's sure. I think we're all in agreement, though. Like, this girl is definitely not the asshole. She set the boundary. People were quick with terrible words. And yeah, yeah. so that's good. Let's wrap, wrap that guy up. Um, okay, wait, Denali, we yeah. have a hangover topic, though. We need to talk about your nails. Remember? Oh, Barbie. yeah. Well, Oh, you don't yeah. like long nails. That's right. <laughs> you, you sent us a message in Instagram and you're like, oh, we definitely need to talk about this. And I was like, yes, this is a perfect opportunity. We need to know how you do all the things. How do you do it? What's your situation? So, Are you just used to it? I've been getting... Oh, yeah. I've been getting my nails done since I was 14. I took a break when I had my daughter for a little while because changing diapers with nails was one thing I couldn't do. Like that was gross. I don't like getting stuff under my nails. Now you talk about like, how do you do things like wipers, like zip all that stuff? Like that's easy. Like you just, I mean, you use your fingers, you're not using your nail, your like your tips of your nails. But when I type, I use the tips of my nails and I'm really good and I'm a fast typer. So I've got it down where like I can just type with the tips, but there's other things where you, you know, you would use your actual, like just the flat side of your fingers when I have sometimes I like to go like a little extra and I'll do like super long nails yeah when you talk about wiping that gets you just it goes <laughs> the toilet paper goes in nails so you're like yeah I'm being serious like it's I like it. it's there like, I mean it works I mean it's just an extender oh my gosh do you ever just... get stuff under them though and you're like oh my god what is that like I don't know what that is so like that would only be if you're like I guess eating something messy or something that you're like you might get something but I have I keep a like a little scrubber like by my sink in my kitchen and like I'll I just I keep my nails clean so like but it's rare I don't get things under them unless like what if you like were gardening or something just like you would get dirt under your regular fingernails, like something like that. But for the most part, what are you really touching that you're going to get a bunch of stuff under your nails? You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like mine are always dirty and like, maybe I'm just cause I'm a gremlin, but mine are always dirty and I have no fingernails. <laughs> like, but you so also short. like work for like the parks and crap. Like I don't know what you do exactly, but I mean, I type on a computer all day. She's outside. I do not outside. Yeah. Okay. She's outside. Oh yeah, you she do hikes hike. and stuff. But yeah, that is but, hilarious. Yeah. 
I don't, I guess I don't do my thing is I'm more rough with my nails. So like I'm very rough. So I, I will break one every now and then or something because I'm so rough. Um, that, that can happen or, um, does that hurt? Does it rip like your nail? Yeah, I can. If I end up like just doing something and, and like, I think, I'm trying to remember. I think I got, I like ripped one off on my motorcycle somehow. I think I got it like caught on, oh. um, like I was like shutting something in the saddle bag and it like hit my nail and I was like, ah, but then, um, I, I don't know. I just put a bandaid around it and then like the pressure will help, you know, make it where it doesn't hurt so bad, but it's rare now, but I've just had them for so long. Katie knows like I've had them forever so i'm just used to them and i feel naked without them i just went to like two or three weeks without my nails and it bugged me so bad because <laughs> the thing about nails too is it elongates your fingers so like when you're wearing you know rings or whatever it just makes it look like like slimmer and like more feminine if that makes more sense with the oh yeah nail. i definitely have man hands yeah and like i like getting <laughs> i like getting like nail like gel nails or whatever but it's just so expensive i'm like dang how do they i like i try to I do know. it myself but then i just get lazy so they're getting yeah. easier with doing it yourself because I don't even wear acrylics anymore. These are like just the regular like nail that you would put on and they're bar. I, I'm Oh, when you guys were talking about Barbie, I wish I was there because I've seen oh. it twice. I'm obsessed. I love it so much. I took oh. Sadie. We went to the movie theater and we went to in San Luis. We went to the sunset um, drive in theater. And like, oh my gosh. And Sadie was finding new things within it. Like the second time we watched it and like, it was such a good bonding movie for me and her because she's at the stage where she doesn't really like Barbies anymore. And I'm the mom that's like obsessed with pink and still loves like everything Barbie. So she was like, oh, it like brought us closer together, especially the part about like the music in the car, because after that, I was like, I miss when you sing with me in the car. And then we watched it and now she's like back to singing with me in the car. So like, Yeah, no, I'm super Barbie fanatic. That's adorable. I was telling my mom too, she needs to take all of us. It is very much like a mother daughter movie. And I told my dad he needs to see it. I told my partner he needs to see it. Like every guy out there needs to like go and watch it because yes, it's pro feminism, but like feminism is equal parts to me. Like, I don't know. It's just an important movie. I'm just shocked at how culturally, like we have not had a movie that was culturally sparking so much conversation in a very long time. So I feel like this was kind of due. And I also read an article about, you know, how the economy is like up and down and it's been down for a really long time, but like Taylor Swift, Beyonce and the Barbie movie have brought in somewhere of like $7 billion worth of economic, like, I don't know, 7 billion may not be the exact thing, but it's been a lot. Like this summer was the summer of breakups <laughs> and female empowerment because yeah. I'm here. I'm planning it. on seeing it a third. So I know why like Barbie's bringing up so much money because I think people are repeating seeing it too, because you, it's a movie you can watch yeah. again and like have no problem watching it again. Like I, I'm going for a third. The person I'm talking to, I'm going to make, I'm taking that person with me. So I'm going to make cool. it. That's also a really good yeah, litmus test for your relationship and that guy. So that's exciting. You have to come back and let yeah, me know. Yeah, I think I might goes. see it with my mom this weekend too. So I'm going to, I'm going down to Yay. California on Friday. So, well, let's wrap this sucker up. 
Let's blow this pop. <laughs> I know. My head feels a little like crazy size. And honestly, my room has zero airflow and I already have a fever. So I'm like sweating. She's freaking out over there, guys. Just a little bit. <laughs> but I am so grateful that you guys both just were here. I just love these topics. Honestly, the Am I the Asshole was pretty tame today. Maybe we'll like spice it up in the future. But um, thank you all for listening. Denali, it's so wonderful to see your face again and hear your thank voice. Thank you for Kelly. being here. We and appreciate thanks you. Thanks for having Yay. me. This was great. We'll do it again. So we'll fun. have like Am I the Asshole friends again yeah. because we'll find some spicier topics. <laughs> thanks for being candid with us. We Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. today's episode of candidly 30 hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed chatting if you like what you heard please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review your feedback helps us make the show even better follow us on instagram at candidly 30 thanks for being candid with us